This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. The Europa League final is over for the season, but how many of you honestly predicted that Sevilla would win it? And should Champions League teams not be allowed in the Europa League? Like I said, plenty to talk about today. It is that time. Shout out to everyone who's tuning on the Instagram Live, Fahad, and everyone else on Instagram Live at Omar Durian. Pulse95Radio.com. Go get yourself a tea, get yourself a juice, get yourself ready, and let's go. Here we go. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Oh, he loves the fire that was a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Assalamu alaikum. Back to the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri. I am your host coming everything sport, international, local. Hope you're having a great Saturday. It's a long weekend this weekend, so um, hopefully you've planned that nicely. You're just chilling. What's up, Marvish? How you doing, Arij? Lynn as well. Fatima Alduri. Of course, Fahad's in the building. Uh, Yassine is in the building as well. Everyone is tuning on Instagram Live. Thank you for keeping me company. I know you guys really want to hear about the Champions League, but before we get to the Champions League, there's something that, especially when it comes down to to coaching um, that I notice a lot. Attackers are kind of cool, you know. We always hear about the forward players. We always hear about the, you know, the uh, the colourful, you know, attractive uh, style of play when it comes to forward thinking. But not many people talk about the defenders and the defence. And again, whether it's basketball, whether it's football, you know, there's so many things that we kind of neglect when it comes down to, you know, defending. Because they do say attack wins you matches but defense wins you championships and what i wanted to kind of pick your brain with uh, on this segment is who do you think the top five defenses are out there at the moment four two one five it's the salat or do or slide into the dms at omar duri or pulse 95 radio and let me know who are the top five defenses in europe at the moment you might be able to guess one or two, but one or two might surprise you. And the thing I think with that is normally the hard work or the ugly side of the game is not often looked at as um, attractive. And I say that because there's a certain elegance of defending. Uh, when we think of the recent defenders, you know, there's two extremes, if I say it. If I say Virgil van Dijk, you think elegance doesn't really get shorts dirty. He's quite, you know, he's very quick and he's very well at reading the game. And then I look at someone like, um, you know, Ramos, and I think that's complete opposite. Someone who likes to get dirty, who likes to get involved, and uh, and yet, you know, it never shies away from speculation, from controversy, and also at the same time from putting his body in the way. So you see how there's two different types. If I asked you now, who would be the top five defenses in Europe? Let me see if you can guess who they are at the moment. So let's say we'll start off with five. Before yesterday, which we'll talk about later, Sevilla faced Inter Milan in the Europa League final. Inter Milan only conceded 22 goals uh, since the arrival of Antonio Conte and they've looked like a team that you know were very close to, to matching Juventus for the, this year's um, Serie A. Uh, Diego Godin is there, uh, Bridge is there, 
uh, Skriniar is there and that was kind of something that statistically we thought that's very interesting especially nowadays you know that ugly side of the game we like to see top uh, Flora and I'm saying the top five defences in Europe not defenders um, and then I look at in number four with 21 goals conceded Stad Reims and I bet you none of you thought, who's that? <laughs> it's a League One, uh, League on side in France. One of the very best around. So, hey, listen, if you're looking for defenses in Barcelona, I know you guys are, Arsenal are, and a lot of other teams are. That would be someone I'd look at. And Rennes have only conceded 21 goals so far in the current League One season, which is half of what they conceded last season with 11 games to go. Now, their solid defense record has seen them rise up to eighth in the league table uh, and above the, like, uh, the, the, the likes of Nice. Two points away from Monaco. So that's another thing we're looking at. Now, we start to get into the nitty-gritty of things. We mentioned Liverpool earlier. They come in in third. They're the third best defence in Europe at the moment with 20 goals conceded. And yes, they did take their foot off the pedal. Uh, and also, you got to realise of how much their defence get involved moving forward. So that was another one for you in terms of attack wins you matches, but defence wins you championships. It's no coincidence that we're seeing a correlation with that. Now, a team that got knocked out recently, Atletico Madrid, are in second with 19 goals conceded. Now, that might might be more along the style of how they play, very pragmatic in their approach, and that would be Diego Simeone's side all over again. So then, with Diego Simeone's side, you know, um, it's been a season with, with its own obstacles, I think, for Atletico Madrid. You know, outside the top four in Liga in fifth with 11 draws to their name, but I think it's more about not losing uh, rather than winning, and that's why they kind of finished poorly uh, in the league, so to speak. But they did go far in the, in the Champions League. Now, when it comes down to the number one team in Europe, you might, you might know this. I haven't heard it yet on the Instagram Live. You haven't told me who's the best defence in Europe. I'll tell you now, with 17 goals, it is Real Madrid. So for those people that were asking the question, who's the best team in Europe? Real Madrid won themselves, you know, um, the, the La Liga and also have kept themselves kind of quiet at the moment with Ramos, Zidane and co, you know, staying quite, I'd say quite modest with everything that's happened. I know for a fact that would have been a very, very different game had it been down to, you know, Barcelona versus Bayern Munich. What if Bayern Munich had faced Real Madrid? Would we have seen that? Although saying that, Real Madrid did lose, you know, uh, to Manchester City in, in what was... Quite a frustrating game for Real Madrid, so that tells you something. Shout out to my boy Namir as well, and Amanj, who's just jumped in on the Instagram Live. So yeah, that is regarding the top five defences, and why is it that we've kind of almost overseen the defensive side of the game now, especially with the attacking side being quite quite attractive. As I said, now we're, we're talking about Bayern Munich versus PSG, which ironically both are facing each other in the Champions League final. However, no one's talking about the defences. Everyone's talking about attack and that just gives you an idea. Coming up next though, we are talking about the Champions League. We are talking about the Champions League final. It's coming to an end on Sunday. Where will you be watching it and who's going to win the Champions League final? That's what I want to know. I'm going to break it down for you tactically. So stay tuned for the only place to be at three, the Halftime Show on Pulse 95. This is the Halftime Show. Omar Adouri. Oh, he loves the pilot. What a goal! This is the halftime show with Omar Adouri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! It's 
It sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar Dury. Hope you're having a wicked day wherever you're tuned in around the world. A lot of people were saying to me and coming into the studio today, said, Omar, who's going to win the Champions League? Is it that obvious? Is Bayern Munich going to win it? And I've been looking online now and I'm asking everyone on Instagram Live. Shout out to Grant, Safa, Dino, Florin, Arij, Lynn, and uh, who are styling Dubai. Who have I got here? Rosario and the life of Tarek, Hani, and of course, Namir. And everyone's telling me that Bayern Munich's going to win. Does anyone think PSG's going to win? Sorry for coming in late. No problem, Hassan. Come on in, man. Come on in. Come and chill with us because you came at the right time. We're talking Champions League. Tomorrow, the Champions League final is going on. In case you were under a rock, you've got to watch the final tomorrow. And finally, we've got two powerhouses. Now, no disrespect to Leipzig or Lyon. We've got two powerhouses representing the Champions League. And I kind of like the fact, hopefully, hopefully, it will be worth the wait because we've got a lot of a lot of people who build up the final and then it's kind of like a nil-nil or a one-nil. I hope this one's going to be a good one. Firstly, where are you going to be watching the Champions League final? Are you that type of person that goes out and watches it with people or do you like to watch it at home? You know, I know for a fact Al Jada are doing a live screening in Sharjah, which is amazing. A drive-through where you can chill and watch the Champions League here in the heart of Sharjah, which is great. Um, and, and when I found out about that, I was really excited. So that, that's very, very very cool especially when my team's not playing because i'll tell you one thing <laughs> when my team is playing i don't like uh watching outside because we used to lose quite a lot <laughs> so, so i would not watch that so even if it's some of my best friends my closest friends i can't do it i can't go out there and watch my team lose publicly at least when i'm at home my mom's watching them lose my wife's watching them lose and you know we don't have to travel back that journey could be i've traveled when i used to live in london i used to go to manchester go to you know places outside of london and if we lost if we lost then it would be you know um it, it would be it would be really tough that journey is very very tough Eddie just saying PSG do have the flair up front and I wouldn't be surprised if they did win it though but Grant uh, and Safa are saying that it's going to be a Bayern Munich win and let's break it down here one of the things we've noticed in this Champions League campaign is the fact that as we got through to the knockout stages and especially it being one game the coaches were adapting their approaches and styles to a very a very let's say strange um you know tactical decision for example let me give you an example uh, when we had pep guardiola he did it in manchester city uh going to a back three with garcia instead of stones or otamendi dropping both silvers and Foden. now bearing in mind coming to the final coaches have changed their plans to face opposition which has backfired and it really really has it's overcomplicating the situation and it's cost them a position in the final leipzig altered their approach applauding you know we used to we were applauding nagel's men in his system and he, he changed his approach and they lost leon didn't play dembele even though he scored two goals last year Tottenham, that's the only time I mentioned Tottenham. Tottenham, um, you know, Lucas Moura was incredible reaching the final. And then uh, Maurizio Pochettino chose to play Kane, which was a difficult decision, but he just wasn't fit. And that cost them as well. He didn't perform that well at all. Now, this is a huge decision for coaches, um, when, especially when they get to the final. And I'll tell you why. The two German coaches, Tuchel and, and Flick, have been very, very good. They've stuck to the same approach. They've done what works for them. 
Everyone knows that buy-in play with a much publicized high line, which many believe can be dangerous when facing quick opposition. Now, the reason they do this is down to their trust in their sweeper keeper, Manuel Neuer, who's very good with his feet and has been for a very long time. Now, saying that, there's also the pace of Alfonso Davis and Alaba, who has been brought into the middle to accommodate the incredible development of Alfonso Davis on the left back role. Is there a weakness if they overcommit in attack? That will be something that Tuchel will probably be looking at. Now with Tuchel's team, something that has worked in kind of benching Icardi for the trio of Mbappe, Neymar and the resurgence of Di Maria has been very refreshing for PSG, especially moving forward. But that can't happen without the three midfielders in the middle. Now what allows that is the three midfielders in the middle who are disciplined to be able to hold the position of the team and not overcommit has been Herrera, Marquinhos and Paredes. Having Paredes come in in the last game instead of Idrissa Gueye, who's one of the best ball-winning def- uh, defensive midfielders, was a big decision enough. But who does he stick with now, especially knowing that Verratti is back, he's fit, and he's been on the bench all this time. So does he change it here? And this is where it gets interesting tactically, because if he brings back Verratti, that can break the lines, especially in transitioning the pass once they won it from the first, third, second third of the pitch to be able to get that forward to the three rotating attackers but why does Duchel Duchel need to get this midfield three right because it's due to the unsung hero that they will be facing who destroyed destroyed Barcelona in Thiago Alcantara and I'm surprised he didn't get as much credit in orchestrating so many things in that midfield and surprisingly he has been linked with Liverpool uh, in an agreement that I think is done between the player and the club, but not by Munich and Liverpool. So that will be very interesting how they manage to keep him quiet to orchestrate things that. Now, let me take you back a few years ago. Now we're looking at players, we're looking at tactics. A few years ago, a certain Jose Mourinho got the best out of Ander Herrera. And he man-marked Hazard in a game where United needed to beat Chelsea. It was one of the best man-marking displays I've seen in a while. Now, normally, especially now in the new system, zonal and man-marking and and the freedom of players, it's very hard to find a job where you say to one player, follow this player all around the pitch. But clearly Hazard, Eden Hazard, was dangerous enough for Mourinho to take the risk to get Herrera to follow him. I wonder whether he'll get Herrera to follow Thiago Alcantara or even bring in Idrissa Gay instead of Paredes and get him to do the work in a diversion where... Herrera will have more time to press other players. You see, there's a lot of things here which could be interesting, especially tactically, how the coaches approach it. The freedom of Neymar, Mbappe and Di Maria, especially when the left-sided Davis goes on one of his runs and attacks and supports with his pacey runs, could be a stroke of genius if... Thomas Tuchel, the PSG coach, gets this right in exploiting the role in a diagonal or a quick transition. So do you stick with what's worked for you getting you into the final? Maybe risking the same mistakes some of the best managers in the world like Pep Guardiola made? Or will you stick to the same system that's worked, knowing your strengths and your weaknesses? Of course, we should be in a treat. We should be in for a treat with the individual brilliance on show from both teams and the mixture of youth and experience. Hopefully, it will be a true 
spectacle. What's the score going to be? 4215. Or slide into my DMs and let me know what's the score going to be in the Champions League final tomorrow on Sunday. Can't wait to hear more from you guys coming up right after this. We're talking about the Europa League on the only place to be at three, the halftime show on Pulse 95. This is the halftime show with Omar Paduri on Pulse 95. Oh, he left. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Salam, welcome back to the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri. I'm your host, covering everything sport, international, local. Hope you've enjoyed the show so far. And if you do miss our shows, I'm the... <laughs> you can always catch us on the podcasts on Apple, Spotify, and Rami, and SoundCloud. We've got all our shows there. i got some great guests on there as well. I had Edij on the show. I had Almaz on the show recently as well. So if you miss those shows, we cover some important topics, you know, like development. We've got gut health. We've got mental health. We've got a lot of cool things on there. So head over there. Or if you're more of a visual person, head over to Pulse95 Radio on YouTube. You can catch us live streaming or any of our shows with all of our um, of all of our topics that we cover here on the show, so which, is, which is great. So we're enjoying that. Now, one of the things I was going to speak to you guys about, obviously the Europa League final is over for the season, but did you predict Sevilla would win it? And another thing, which there's been a lot of changes to the game nowadays. Should Champions League teams be allowed to exit the Champions League and go to Europa League? I, don't, I, I hated that rule. I hated the fact that you could lose one competition and still win it. Especially when Arsenal win it. <laughs> I was so annoyed. Atletico Madrid would knock us out every year. Um, how true is it? Attack wins you games, but defence wins you championships. That's been the topic of the day. We spoke about uh, watching the Champions League. Where are you going to watch it uh, on Sunday? Al Jada live screening drive through cinema will be covering the Champions League in Sharjah, which is incredible. So make sure you head down there, grab a bite to eat and enjoy the game that's going to be happening now the Europa League happened yesterday Sevilla versus Inter many people thinking it's it's a foregone conclusion if I can say that properly Um, and it's very similar in the sense that when I asked earlier who's going to win Bayern Munich or uh, PSG everyone was like Bayern Munich Bayern Munich going to win Hey, listen, yesterday we thought Inter would win, especially when they took the lead early on. It could have been a red card, but it wasn't. Lukaku, you know, got to take my hat off to Lukaku. I won't now in the studio, but I got to take my hat off to Lukaku, who has equaled the Brazilian Ronaldo's debut season with 34 goals in one debut season for Inter Milan, which is incredible. Now, by no stretch of the imagination am I comparing Lukaku to Ronaldo. But for someone that was, let's say, out of favour at Manchester United, to be able to get to the final, okay, he didn't win it, but to be able to get to the final and prove his doubt is wrong, hats off to you, Lukaku, for that. Now, the result is quite disappointing. Sevilla winning 3-2, a great game, especially the first half, very, very much end-to-end, what you kind of want to see in a final and almost setting up uh, Sunday's final very, very nicely. I kind of... I kind of empathize with the coach a little bit, not Conte, um, but Lopetegui, because he was sacked by Spain two days before the World Cup because of his ties with Real Madrid. 
and I, that's why I never I never understand how politics can get involved in sport especially when it comes down to decisions like this so he got sacked by the Spain national team uh, two days before the World Cup started after getting them ready and preparing them and the players you know really liked him as well and then four months at Real Madrid he gets sacked there which again is never is never an easy place to coach that's why you know the admiration for Zidane in handling and managing the characters is is full of credit to not just the player but also the coach and the man manager that Zidane is and then he leads Sevilla to their sixth Europa League title in his first season it's you know it's very it's very easy to overlook you know uh, coaches and what they do behind the scenes and how they are but I gotta give it to Lopetegui I'm very very happy he won it I, I wanted Inter to to win because I I like the players that Conte has but Sevilla yes especially with you know the the history and and the tradition that they've had in that competition I gotta take my hats off to them and I gotta take my hats off to the coach and that is why you know if it doesn't work for you in one place or it doesn't work for you in an organization or a company you know it doesn't mean you can't shine somewhere else and I'm very very happy he managed to get himself that title and what next for Sevilla you never know they will be in the Champions League next year could they do something there you never know find out more next we're going to take your questions and answers on the only place to be at three the halftime show on pulse 95 this is the halftime show with Omar Maduri on pulse 95 oh he loves the this is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! One. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Salam, welcome back to the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri. I'm your host, coming everything sport, international, local. Hope you're having a great Saturday and a good weekend as well. And shout out to, uh, to David, Safa, Murad, who's just joined in, Flo, and everyone else who's been on Instagram live at Omar Alduri and Pulse95 Radio showing us love. Uh, one of the questions I had from a friend of mine earlier was, you're going to watch the game tonight? And I said, uh, which game? And she said, uh, the Champions League. And I went, the Champions League? And she said, yeah. And I said, which Champions League? And she said, Arsenal. And I went, yeah, that's right. People up again to Arsenal. Ladies are in the Champions League and they are facing, you know, uh, PSG tonight. So, hey, listen, Arsenal ladies represent all the way. The Arsenal women's team, by the way, is solid. Maybe not as solid as the Lyon women's team. It's probably won the most Champions Leagues, but they're very solid. And they have a competition um, tonight in, in facing PSG. And, uh, and, I, and I hope Arsenal win. The Arsenal ladies, a shout out to everyone from the Arsenal ladies there who hopefully are, you know, connected to us here uh, in Sharjah. Cla- uh, Caitlin uh, Ford says Arsenal players know they have to win the Women's Champions League in order to qualify for the tournament next season. Now, it's different in the women's football because if you don't finish in the top two, you, uh, you're not in the Champions League. And whilst in England with the men's, you've got four places. With the women's, you've got two. And this year, Chelsea and Manchester City took those two slots. So by Arsenal maintaining this run and hopefully winning it, they will qualify for the Champions League. So that tells you everything that you know they need to do to get into the next into the next stage. The Arsenal women are in Spain at the moment, just similar like to how the Champions League has been in Portugal. 
the women are in Spain for the nine-day tournament to complete the season's Champions League and do face Paris Saint-Germain tonight. So hopefully, hopefully they will, you know, get the result. I really, really hope that will be the case. One of the things they were talking about, especially their coach, is the mental unblock, the the ability to be able to kind of approach the game without reaching that stage where they can freeze or stop them from proceeding into the next round, especially when it gets to certain stages in competitions do the Arsenal ladies who've dominated the Premier League for so many years have kind of faced in Europe. And that's one thing that, you know, I'm kind of interested to see how they will, you know, uh, come out of today's game because they're very, very good. Honestly, like top, top level football. Um, we are reaching full time on the halftime show. I hope you've enjoyed the show as much as I have. Remember, you can catch it every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday, three to four. Thank you, everyone who's tuned in on the Instagram Live and on 95FM in the heart of Sharjah on Pulse 95 Radio. I will be back and I might even have a guest for you, but you have to stay tuned to find out who later on in the week. Guys, have an incredible day. I'll see you soon. Peace. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday from 3 p.m.